whenever I spend money, money comes back to me multiplied. Write that one down. You dedicated your life. You accumulated the loans and the letters. You're saving lives. Time to save your own. You know you're already successful, but you want more. You want your time back. You want financial freedom and the ability to do what you love from anywhere. This is just for you. Come inside the Flip the Prescription podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kylie. We start in three, two, one. I'm sharing with you guys things that I've honestly never shared before. My team doesn't even know this stuff. Um, Kelly watched me do it, but it was still what was going on inside my head. And I was very, very, very particular about who I talked to and who I avoided talking to in order to keep my head in the game. Okay. And after uh, Shamita's call last week, I was like, okay, we're going to ride this for momentum and we're going to continue this conversation. And uh, Shamina can trigger a lot of people. She triggered me when I first met her. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are you are a woman here. Very flambunctious and not hiding a bit what she's the money she's making. And I thought, you know, I don't want to be flambunctious like that. I want to do wealth my way. And that's one thing that I learned as well as I can do wealth and money my way. But I have to start making decisions differently. Okay. So I want to know in the chat box, what is some what are some things that you've heard about money? Let me give you an example. Okay. One of the things I grew up hearing, not just, you know, just in my community in general, I'm going to try to keep it very generalized. So I'm not naming names and, and things like that. But one of the things I often heard was, oh, that's a good one. Don't don't waste money. It doesn't bring happiness. Yeah, I was often told just because you can charge that kind of money doesn't mean you should. Anybody else heard something like that? You have to work hard to get it. Doesn't come easy. Ooh, don't take risks. Oh, I'm a risk taker. <laughs> but nobody in my family are risk takers. Okay, money does not grow on trees. Yes, it does because money is paper and paper comes from trees. <laughs> Save your money, but um, you have to work hard. Ooh, money is the root of all evil. Yeah, keep coming. What else have we heard about money? And as practitioners, oh my gosh, I got an email yesterday. And I'm just like, oh, this is the worst money relationship with money. And she's targeting me on it, making me feel like I'm the evil one and I'm the bad guy because I'm not giving everything I have in my head for 297 bucks. <laughs> which is not, not the way I roll anymore. Uh, but I have that confidence and I have that strong relationship with money that if you feel like it's money is hard to talk about, ask for, and receive, you're going to feel differently about that by the time we're done. Now, I, I've noted it's going to be two hours. I don't know how long we're going to take. We're just going to hang out till, we, till I'm done. It won't go over two hours though. So just hang out with me and let's see what happens on this call. Um, money is the root of all evil. Money is hard to get. How how many of you have heard you have to have money to make money? We got some not headed nods heading, heads nodding. There we go. <laughs> heads nodding. Yep. Okay. Hey, someone said that on social media yesterday too. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna challenge that thinking. Takes money to make money. Mm, the rich get richer. 
How many of you have you of you have heard something along the lines of a recession? And it makes you like, oh, if you had money, you had to cheat someone to get it. Ooh, that's yeah. Um, rich people are evil, I guess. Something like that. Okay. Keep those in mind because we're going to reframe all of those. And that's what I had to do to change my relationship with money. And that's really what it is. It's a relationship. Okay. Now, as we're conversing today, I want you to think about one thing specifically. And I want you to think about if money were a person, would it hang out with you? Would it hang out with you, with the people you're around? You know, think about how you talk about money. Um, the people around you, how do they talk about money? I mean, I've heard people say, I, I'm scared to spend money. Anybody else like that? Or at some point in your life, but scared to spend it. You want to just, when it comes, you want to hold on to it really, really tightly. So think about if money were a person, would it hang out with me? Feel bad if I spend it. Yeah. Lisa has no. <laughs> As soon as I thought about money in that way, it's like, wait a second. Now I like to say things like, hey, money is my best friend. Money's got my back. I got its back too. So when you think about money, think about it as a person. And I think that will really shift things for you. Okay. Save money for a rainy day and don't spend it all in one place. Always save money for a rainy day. Um... I want it to, yeah, we want the relationship to upgrade with money because money is our best friend. We have to have money to survive in this world. And why not have more of it? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love being able to go to any store I want to go to and not care what the cash register says. Like I walked into to Carter's um, Monday, so two, yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, it was Friday or it was over the weekend. Because all three of my kids need new clothes. They've just outgrown those, like the age that they're in. They've outgrown it to 6T to 3, 3T and to 4T. And then I've got the baby that just doesn't stay in clothes for longer than a week, I swear. Um, so I walk into Carter's and I'm like, oh, I want this and I want this and I want this. And it's like, okay, here you go. Ring me up. I came for literally like two things. I needed something warm, but I don't care anymore. Because I know that whenever I spend money, and I want you guys to write this down. Whenever I spend money, money comes back to me multiplied. Write that one down. Every time you spend money, you go to the grocery store, you go to the gas station, you go to, you pay your mortgage, you pay your, your brick and mortar office rent, you pay QuickBooks $150 a month for QuickBooks, you pay Zoom $15 a month for Zoom. Whatever it is, whenever I spend money, money comes back to me multiplied. Because money is my best friend. And I got its back and it's got my back. Now, it hasn't always been this way. And that's why I want to join you to join on the story with is because we we see each other, especially as colleagues. And we're like, man, you know, she's up on stage at Cellcore killing it right now. And, you know, this other person is up on stage at Cellcore dropping the million dollar bomb that he's making a million dollars a month and spending $400,000 in ads. And when I'm hit the million dollar year mark and i'm going after the million dollar month mark but what happened in the last chapters of our story because we're only seeing each other in the chapter we're currently in and then we get this comparisonitis it's like well, why can't i do it why can't i be there 
you know, I just barely turned 34. And it's taken me a while to realize I'm 34 years old, comparing myself to 50-year-old women, comparing myself to 55-year-old men who have been in the business for 25 years. I need to bring it back in and realize I'm in where I am at. And I wanted you guys to see the behind the scenes. So are we ready for behind the scenes? Okay. If everyone had money, who would then be cleaning your house, all your lawns, serve your mail? So this is what we do in trade to serve the rich. <laughs> Lara, I wanted to switch that out because guess who has someone clean their house and someone who comes and mows my yard and someone who delivers my mails? Like, it's okay. It really is okay. It's like the best thing ever, honestly, because when I'm not working, I can now be with my kids. And that's the big switch is I now get to spend the time I want to spend with my kids and not have to do the mundane services. And at some point in my life, I'm going to be able to hire a chef. Right now, it's HelloFresh delivering meals in my house. And, and that's okay as a woman. We don't want to take on every single role, even though we've been told we have to our entire lives. We have to be able to, to work the job, make the money, plus go home and cook, plus go home and feed the kids and, and take care of the kids and take care of the house. Like so much. And my family, they like to, they like to make fun of me. Like, I was getting our house cleaned again, or um, what mills got delivered to your house today? Like, it's okay. I promise. That allows me to spend my time in other places. And that's the goal. Okay. Okay. Who's ready? Say yes if you're ready to get behind the scenes. Ooh. Remember, I've worked a lot on this relationship with money. Okay. Let's go back to. I think of my timeline here, so I'm not lying to you guys. Um, I graduated school in 2017. I opened up the brick and mortar practice for the very first time in January of 2018. Kelly, remember that January 3rd day when I had these dreams of this huge brick and mortar practice where I had an, uh, a room for kids. So moms, because I'm in Utah, right? We all have too many kids for our household. But moms don't take care of themselves. But that might not be just a Utah thing. So I wanted to be able to create this office space where moms could come in and they could just drop their kids off at the daycare room, basically, and get the care that they needed. And that was a dream then. And then I would go to these conferences and I would go to seminars and I would hang out around colleagues who've been doing this for 20, 15, 25 years. And they were absolutely miserable. They were running some type of brick and mortar practice, running, you know, as a chiropractor, they'd try to get 30, 40, 50 patients in the door in a day and just turn, 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 and bodies were breaking down. Um, families were being lost because they had no relationship relationship with their kids or their spouse. Or, they were just miserable. Anybody else heard this story or lived it? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to these conferences and I'm thinking to myself, I don't want this. I don't want this kind of business. If if that's why I'm going into business, uh-uh, it's not for me. So I made a commitment very early on. And I'm going to give you guys homework right now, okay? After we're done with this session, I want you to go home and I want you to think, or you already are home because it's Zoom. <laughs> I want you to think about what is it, what's the dream business? 
And I want you to think about if I had my dream business, what would my life be like? Okay. Now, for me, that dream business is I want to do not trade time for money. I can all, I only have a babysitter for three days a week. Right now, two days because I've got a newborn baby. So I'm just taking things slow. I want to be able to spend my time with my kids and my family as much as possible. And that means I cannot trade my time for money on those few hours of work I'm doing a week. Okay. That was dream number one. Dream number two is I love to travel. Anybody else love to travel? I can't travel if I'm running a brick and mortar practice in which I always have to be there. Now, here's the other caveat to that, because I've seen a lot of practitioners who are like, well, then you just hire somebody else to run your brick and mortar practice. I don't want that either. I don't want to have this huge team of, you know, 20 health coaches that I have to constantly hire and release and hire and release. And that's my full-time job is hiring people for my team. I don't want that either. I don't want to have the the restrictions of a 365 day a year paycheck that I have to pay for somebody else. Okay. And that's like, like, I like small groups. I've always worked really well in a small group. And I know that that's my, my personality. So that's the second dream was I want to be able to travel, which means I got to have my time, my freedom of time. Anybody else want freedom of time? Heads nodding. Who doesn't, right? And then the third thing, which I didn't really realize this until right before COVID. So in, in the end of 2019, um, I was pregnant with Hallie, who's now three, and I was super sick. Now with my pregnancies, all three of them, it's like, just get me through the first half of this pregnancy and I can function again. So with Hallie, I'm throwing up. I can barely get to the office. I finally was just like, you know what? It's the end of 2019. I'm pulling the plug. And I let my rental, what do they call Landlord, I guess. Landlord know that I was going to be out in two weeks. I said, the brick and mortar thing is not for me. And I had a couple of patients who were really upset with me. And I just like, because I have to do something. I have to do this for myself and for my family. And I need to do this for my own body. I mean, hunk. Time is of the essence, no matter how old you are. So pulled the plug on the brick and mortar practice. I went virtual. That was perfect timing, right? I had no clue what was coming on. But it was perfect timing because 2020, March, the world caves in and I'm already virtual. Now it's like the cool thing to do. Now the telemedicine is the cool thing to do for people. But there's still a caveat with that telemedicine and that is the one-on-one trade time for money. I don't care if it's a brick and mortar practice or if it's a Zoom call. I still don't want it. I had some one-on-one consultations. I had the 12-month programs I had what I was told to do because I was told to do it. And at some point in 2020, I said, that this isn't for me. These 12-month programs, I hate working with people for 12 months. I don't think they need it. And I don't like doing it. And then not to mention, that's a hard sell. You know, $6,500 was what I was selling it at for a 12-month program. And that was not including supplements. And I would tell them it was like $300 more in supplements and it was just not a program that I enjoyed, and therefore I couldn't really sell it. I had a very hard time selling things. So number two thing to write down is sell what you love. 
Selling becomes a lot easier when you love to fulfill it on the back end. And you love to work with that individual. You love to work in that time frame. You love like whatever it is that you love. That's what will boost your practice is figuring out what you love and then selling that. Okay. Now here comes the nitty gritty. So 2020 happens. We all know the escapades. Um, Let's jump to 2022. So last year in February, I had just launched my book. I don't have it with me. It's actually out on the porch in boxes, but the book is Why Are My Labs Normal? And at that point, someone, I had so many people telling me like, you should write a book, you should write a book. I'm like, well, books take a lot of time, a lot of effort. And I don't know anybody who can take what I write and turn it into a book. Like that's a huge process in and of itself. And I don't, I'm one of those people that I'm going to figure out a few things, but I'm going to hire people to do their zone of genius. And the reason why is because I only have 20 hours a week. I can, I, w- I want to work. I don't want to say can, because I can work 80 hours a week if I want to, but I don't. So I launched my book. And I remember this very clearly. We were driving down to um, St. George. And from Northern Utah to St. George, it's like a five-hour drive. Right? Um, I found, my husband has family down there. I have some family too. And I can't remember why we were going down there, but we were. We don't make trips down there often. I don't like driving. I would much prefer to fly. I'll fly anywhere. Um, and I'll fly for hurry. And I'll tell you how I do that at the end here. So we're driving down to St. George. And if you want me to buy something, you got to put it in front of my Facebook ads. Like you got to put it on my Facebook feed. I will buy it from my Facebook feed. Don't send me an email. Don't YouTube it. Like I will buy it from my Facebook feed. And again, an ad kept showing up in my feet. So I had that gut feeling like, okay, I'm going to click on this app. I'm just going to see what happens. So I clicked on the ad. It was 97 bucks. What the heck? It's 97 bucks. I have nothing to lose. Never seen the guy before. His name was Rudy, um, wearing red everywhere, always. Like red is his brand, literally. And so I gave him 97 bucks. What that gave me was a done-for-you ad on a fi- on Facebook. And I was thinking I wanted to start selling my book on Facebook ads, okay? So I thought, this is, this is a great time. For some reason, it just sat right in my gut at that time, even though I'd seen the ad beforehand many times. So then I book a 30-minute sales call with his team. They're not going to call it, call it sales calls, but that's what it is. And I ended up going from $97 to a $60,000 program like that. Okay, now enter my mind. And as a business person, I'm thinking, how the heck did they get me to go from $97 to $60,000 in 30 minutes? I want to be able to do that too, right? Take somebody who has a, who's a cold lead from a Facebook ad and get them into this really high ticket program. So I get on this sales call with the, his individuals, this salesperson of his, and they walk. I walk them through like what I want to do, what I am doing in my practice, and ultimately it was I want to run a virtual practice that goes big, so I can have freedom of time, freedom of finances. 
And I want to be able to impact a lot of lives. And I can't do that if I'm working one-on-one. So I gave him my spiel. I said, this is what I want to do. And here's the thing. Nobody in my field has figured it out. So I didn't want to go to somebody who was focused on us and telling us how to run a business because they weren't running the business I wanted to run. So I had to create it from scratch and I had to figure out other ways, other people who were running virtual businesses and then incorporate it into our world. So I jumped into his high ticket program. I could have done a 25K program. I was like, I just, I'm tired of the group stuff. I need some one-on-one support and I want these kind of results. Okay. Now, this is the reason why I don't upsell for the month-to-month payments very much. I just make it a little bit, okay? Because it was it was $50,000 if you could pay in full. I, at the time, I remember this very clearly, I, at the time, had $34,000 in my bank account, okay? So I didn't quite have the fifty k that he needed for the down payment, and you had to wire it, which I don't like doing either because I like the credit card miles on my, on my credit card. So I can fly through it. So then it was six monthly payments of 10,000 bucks. Okay. Uh, I have three payments right now in my account, but I'm sure I'll be able to create the new, more money as I get into this program and as I start doing the things, I'll be able to create the money to pay for the rest of the fees. And then I thought to myself, $60,000, $10,000 per month, that's going to be, that's a lot of sky miles. And that means I can fly to a lot of places for free. So I did it. Okay. Now, on this sales call, it's not one of those where I was like, oh, I'm going to go ask my husband about this. Or, you know what? Let me go talk to my business partner. Like, no. I made the decision. And I made it right then and right there. Why? Here's the deal. You attract who you are. I want to be able to attract people in my life who are strong enough and brave enough to make a decision right there, right now, which means I got to do it. Okay. Now, I was terrified to tell my husband about what I just did. Absolutely terrified. Yes, Lisa, be who you want to attract on a sales call, exactly, and, and in everything. Anybody else made a decision and then been terrified to go tell their spouse <laughs> about something you just did? Laura shaking her head. Tell me in the chat box if you're a decision maker. It's happened many times, right? This was like the first big thing that I had done. $60,000, that was a lot of money. Guys, my... My family, we don't we don't come from money. I come from a farming background where everybody in my world, my family members, extended family members even, I mean, there's one cousin and like one uncle out of 80 of us now, and we're just one side of the family. So now it's like 150 of us if you include both sides of the family. Um, they work nine to five jobs and they make, you know, a good $600,000 income. Six-figure income and that's just... That's it, okay? So me spending $60,000, I could have bought three Toyota Highlanders and I was driving one at the time. I still am, still driving the same Toyota, same exact Highlander. 
So what on earth brought me to do that, to spend money, that kind of money, into a program like that? Why? I wanted the results. Now, he guaranteed a five-time ROI, 5x ROI. So if you were to spend $60,000, you're going to make $250,000, and that was his guarantee, and it came, it rang true. Okay, so we manipulated a few things in my business. Um, the very next month, March of 2022, I suddenly had $160,000 hit my bank account. And that $160,000 was a heck of a lot of money for me. I was ecstatic. I was so excited. I was so excited that I had taken this very, very scary investment and I had done the work. I'd put myself in faces of, in front of people on Zoom. I had done the things. And granted, I am an introvert. I will do something like this. And then I need to go back off and be on my own for a little while and just regroup my energy. So I had put myself out there. I'd done those things. I had this $160,000 in my bank account. And this is where it gets good. Because at that time, I did not feel safe with money. I didn't realize this either until the last few months. I didn't feel safe with the money. Because I felt like I had, I had to give it to somebody. If I had money, I needed to share it. My new mentor in this program then tells me that I need to go talk to him and go talk to him. And it was like, all of a sudden, word gets out that you have money sitting in your bank account and everybody wants a piece of it. So I've got people calling me, emailing me up the wazoo, like, hey, I can help you do this. I can help you do that. I can help you do this. And I believed all of it. So I get on another sales call with another individual, $25,000, boom, like that, gone out the door. $10,000, boom, like that, gone out the door. Um, $45,000 for another thing, gone out the door. You know, it was like, it wasn't safe for me to have money in my bank account. And I was just willing to just, oh, get rid of it. Hurry, get rid of it. You know, it's, it's not mine. I got to share it. I got to provide for other people. I got to do all these things with the money that I just created. So lesson number three is tell yourself, manipulate it in your head to begin with, that money is safe. You are safe with money. I am safe with money. Money helps me feel safe. And it doesn't matter how much money I have in the account. I feel safe with it. I can make smart investments with my money. Because at the time, this was not going through my head. And I've had to learn and to rework and upgrade that relationship with money. So that way, when I have the money, the $160,000 coming into my life, I can keep it. And I can be safe with it. July 2022. I had so many people asking me, hey, can we uh, create an in-person event where we can meet each other in person? Sure, why not? I can do that. I'll take the risk. Hired an event planner, got looking into some conference locations, and I thought, you know what? I've got these connections now. I've got this network of people from programs that I've invested in, from rooms I've invested in being in. I mean, guys, I spent at least $200,000 in... Was it 2022? Yeah, last year. 
on putting myself in the right rooms and the right programs and the right places and the, to meet the right people. Um, yeah, fear of money is a great thing. To, I've given more money away than I could stand to think about. Go, Me too, Pam. <laughs> so, oh, so I'm telling you, uh, a fear of money where it's like, I'm not safe with it. So here we go again. You know, I've got, I don't know, $30,000 left in my bank account. No, I didn't know how that much. It was less than 10 because I remember, I'll get to this scenario in just a second. So my my event planners figure out a location where we can host this event. So again, this is back in July of 2022. And for some reason, I had I had in my head that I was going to do it in Orlando, Florida. Period. End of story. I'm in Utah. Which means I would have to fly me and my entire team out to Orlando. But hey, it's Orlando in February. Who doesn't want to be in Orlando in February? It's a simple, easy, quick money winter vacation for all of us. Okay, so they they didn't talk to the hotel. The hotel. I've learned a lot of things about hosting events since then, which is why I needed to do what I guess so I could learn all these what not to do scenarios. So they talked to the hotel. They there was one hotel left in Orlando that would fit the amount of people I said I was going to have. Now, when you do these kind of things, you have to literally say. I'm going to have 200 people there. I'm going to have 100 people there. I'm going to have 50 people there. Like you have to plan as if it's already come to pass when you're setting these things up. So again, risk, accepting that risk and taking it. And I had watched some mentors of mine um, host an event in New York. The ticket was $5,000 to get inside the doors. And they could get 100 people there. So I thought to myself, well, if they can do 100 people in, in New York for a $5,000 ticket, I could do 200 people in Florida for a $1,000 ticket. That's That was my decision-making. I didn't research it. I didn't ask people you know, who have hosted events. I, I'm going to talk to them about it. But they gave me the green light, and so we, we ran forward with it. And I remember getting a text message from my conference, from my event planning team that said, Kylie, we need 35000 in the next 10 minutes so we can book this place. I remember it very clearly because it was July like 2nd. I was, it was a Friday afternoon. It was 2.50 my time, which meant it was 4.50 Eastern. I had till 5 o'clock to sign this, whatever it's called, contract, and send over the deposit, lock in the room, the resort, and 150 rooms that go along with it because that's what I said I was going to do. And boom. I was leaving on vacation uh, the next week where I wasn't going to have cell service. So I knew I had to get it done. I had less than $10,000 in my bank account. So I have 10 minutes to create 25,000 bucks. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, how can I create this? How can I create this? I got 10 minutes to do it. Okay, plan. I'm going to call my credit card company, American Express. And I'm going to ask them for a limit increase. So on the phone, I call. And they tell me, well, we can accept the limit increase, or we can't apply it for like a week, a week. And I said, well, what do you need from me to be able to apply it immediately? They needed some record of the money I had. 
for the money we made as a family, something like that, our salary or something. And um, luckily, this time, um, my husband had more money in the bank account than I did. And he runs his own business as well. So they gave me the credit card boost. I was able to make a down payment of the conference and go to my vacation feeling like I had done this great thing. So I had a couple people in my mind who I specifically wanted to walk on that stage. And these guys are big time speakers. Um, they speak all over the world. They speak on stages with Tony Robbins, with, you know, all the big dogs. These were big dogs I had in my mind I wanted to go after and ask if they would come on my platform and my stage. I thought that that was going to be the hardest part of seeing an event, was getting the speakers. Turns out it's the easiest part. Um, I did have the guts to ask, and everybody I asked said yes. I had this stellar lineup of speakers, incredible lineup of speakers. I remember being so ecstatic I got these speakers, okay? November, October, November, December, a year ago, the bills are starting to pile up. I'm getting messages from American Express telling me that this $17,500 deposit to the hotel was over my limit. I had a $45,000 credit card limit at that time. So I'm now like 60, 65,000. I don't know why American Express is even accepting the payments, but they are. I have no money put towards it. Everything I was launching at the end of last year was a complete failure. Patient stuff, practitioner stuff, it all, all was failing. And I would just tell myself, you know, if I can just get to the conference, if I can just get to the conference, I know I'll be able to make it at the conference and be able to pull myself out of this hole that I was in. So my $160,000 at the beginning of March in 2022 has now slowly gotten to become $50,000, $70,000 in the hole. That I have no money. I, I can't figure out how to get people into these new programs I was running and I was trying everything. But I was in such a desperate scarcity mode that I appeared on everything I was doing. I wasn't in the right headspace or in the right mindset to attract the money. I've learned how to do that even when you are in the hole. But I had to go through all of this first. And I remember Christmas of last year was miserable. That's my favorite time of the year. Last year, because I'm so far in the hole, I ended up having to pull two personal loans out. I didn't tell a single soul that I was pulling these loans out. Um, both of them went through American Express because I had a history with them. So I ended up pulling like $55,000 out of personal loans. <sighs> which put me around $140,000 in debt. And that is not including my student loans. Those are completely separate. This is just me and the decisions I'm making in my business. And again, I don't ask for permission. I do. And then I tell later. 
gratefully I have a husband who understands because he's the exact same way. <laughs> and he runs his business, I run my business, and right now we're killing it, but we've had to go through some big bumps along the way to get there. Okay, I get through Christmas. And at the time, my mom is starting to understand the situation I'm in. And she can see the stress on my face. And uh, my husband and I have some property in Idaho. So she kept saying, just sell your property, sell your property. You can get out of it. You can get out of it. I was like, Mom, I have to, I gotta go through with this. Like, I, I just gotta get to my event. If I can just get to the event, okay? January 17th, my brother's birthday. As loud as if it was yesterday. I get on a, a Zoom call with my mentors in New York, and they're helping me plan this. They've done them a million times. They're excellent. They eight figures easily from their events that they host. They're hosting another one uh, next weekend. One big nine figures from it, eight figures at least. I'm so good at these things. And I walk them through the situation. I've buried myself so far under the ground with this conference, but I didn't realize the hardest part about hosting an in-person event is actually getting people there. I know it now. So I tell them where we're at, where the situation is. And I said, look, if you were in my shoes, what would you do? Now, one of them, this it's a couple. Um, she was going to be my keynote speaker. The girl kills it. She speaks on a million different stages. And I was like screaming so happy I was that she said yes, joining me on my stage. And her husband both looked at me and said, I'd cancel. I would take the losses because knowing that what you're lot losing right now with it, it's going to be nothing in 10 years. And then they gave me a whole bunch of examples of their friends who have hosted some event and completely bombed. Now, they don't tell these things in their stories that you see, you know, their chapter 45 and their chapter 60, but in their chapters 3, 4, and 5, they did a risk like this. They created an event and then... It was a complete disaster. I said, okay, if that's what you guys would do, I'm going to do it too. Cancel the event that night. Now, lots and lots and lots, but lots of repercussions came from that cancellation. A couple of them include colleagues destroying my name and Facebook messages to other colleagues. Now, I would get the message because... Those colleagues had my back. They'd tell me about it. I was so far into the hole that I had this major financial crisis, something I hope I never face again, because I'm going to make better decisions moving forward. I had the hotel demanding another, another $150,000 out of me to cancel the contract. I had an audio and visual, my AV team, um, I paid them $12,000 as a down payment. When I say I couldn't get any of that back, I I literally had the conversation with him that said, look, I will, I'll do everything I can to give you that money back in $12,000 for, in the next month, but I don't have it right now. Now, again, going back to who do I want to attract, whoever I want to attract, I have to be. 
And I said, you know what? I don't want it. You're a DJ. You make money to feed your family through this. There's a lot of ways I can make money. I can create money. And trust me, I'm going to do it. So you keep the money. Uh, and you won't hear from me ever again. So I let it go. Videographer, flights, airfare, everything. I ate it. I accepted that I made the risk. And I was going to overcome it. That's January 17th of 2022. I canceled it. Now what people don't know either is pregnant. <laughs> pregnant with my little girl who I just barely had. And when I'm that first trimester of pregnancy, I am miserable. I'm sicker than sick. I'm living on Zofran. So I knew physically I couldn't just launch another thing and, and take in more patients and do all the things required to bring in the income. But I had a plan. And that plan, if I could just make it through until March, I'll be okay. So I'm in the negative. I go into this plan in March. Now I want I want to get you guys to get in the chat. I want you to tell me if you would be brave enough to be in the whole $150,000, it's $156,000 on, on for the dot. Spend more money. Just say yes or no. Laura says nope. That says no. Trish says no. Tammy says no. Some yeses. Okay. Okay. Thanks for thank you for those of you who are participating in the chat box. It makes me feel like me being vulnerable is actually helping you guys. Um, my husband would killed me here. Okay. Uh, my husband didn't really have a choice at this point. Um, I now in the in his mindset too because he's a business owner. And he's like, well, how much, how many roofs do I have to do in order to pay off her debt? And that's not just my business debt. This is my $250,000 of student loan. But I felt like an absolute idiot. I felt like I'd let my family down, my immediate family, my extended family. I cried more times than I can imagine. <laughs> I also knew that I ran into a couple of roadblocks in business. And I know, I knew that I had exhausted my organic Those people who are on my social media, the small email list I had, um, they were just done with what I had to offer. So I knew of a Facebook ads manager. And I knew she got very good results. She did very well with her Facebook ads. And so I reached out to her. and said, hey, Jen, I'm in an ugly scenario. Um, I don't even know if I can pay you after this, to be honest with you. I don't even know if running a Facebook ad, if when Facebook goes to charge my credit card, if it will accept the fee. I have no clue. Because everything is so maxed out. 
And I said, would you be okay with me paying you afterwards, after this launch of mine? Because in my head, there is no plan B. There never has been. Either going to work or else uh, there is no more help. <laughs> Or else I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't know. Um, there is no more. There is no plan B here. I am not working for somebody else, and it's either like I will completely shut down my business and start a new one. Like if this is me. Okay. Yeah. So you've been there, lost everything. For some reason, we have to go through these things. For some of us, because then we come out soaring on the back end. Okay. So she says yes, and. I meet, I meet up with her. Uh, she sets up my entire Facebook ad account. She, We set up a few ads to run to my live workshop. If you guys have been in my world for a little while, I love to host these live workshops and launch them into a, a funnel. Like, so this is like the beginning of my live workshop, these, these kind of work, these live events. I've never done one like this, though. I've always been like tactical things. But I wanted to bring you in on my chapters that you haven't seen in the background. Now, this is all going back to my relationship with money. At this point, I've started to tell myself, money has my back. I'm willing to put in the effort. I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to take the risks. I will always take the risk because I know the freedom that's going to come on the other side. Now, there will be times where risks fail. I just told you my big risk that failed. And that was only one of them. You know, one of those programs I dropped 25K for last year, I can't tell you when I got out of it. It's one of those that's like, oh, I really wish I hadn't done that. Could I go back and demand for my money back? Yeah, I probably could. I don't want to attract these kind of people. So I'm not going to be that kind of person. I'm going to accept my risk and move on. So... We set up these ads. And for some unknown reason, the credit card was denying the $900 per week funding going into these ads spend, this ad spend. And yet the ads kept running. And Jen said, I have never seen this before. Usually Facebook is so very strict that they shut you down. The moment your ad doesn't, your mo the moment your credit card doesn't um, process. For two weeks, we ran Facebook ads in which I did not pay for. I paid for them eventually, but I didn't have the funds. I had nothing left. I pulled out personal loans. I pulled out everything I could to get to where I was. I host a live workshop. On this live workshop, we had, I don't know, you want our practitioners on it? Sold my 90-day program. Now I was $156,000 in the hole. And within 10 days, I had recovered $160,000. Lesson number four, when it comes to money, specify how much you need. Saying more, I want more money. A dollar is more money. You know, when, when we're out, and my husband was telling me this uh, the other night, He's like, hey, I picked up a penny off the parking lot, off, off of the parking lot. And uh, the guy I was with, who comes from an entrepreneurial type family, he's 28 and owns his own business, owns a Great Harvest here in town. 
And he's like, what are you doing? That's just a penny. And Andrew said, he's like, money. And I want to tell money that I appreciate it, no matter how much it is. So when you see the little snippets here, thank you. Send me more. Thank you. I'm very appreciative of this. I'd love it if you could send me more. Again, money is a person. Talk to it like a person. And attract it. So I had specified I need $156,000 to get me out of the hole. So $160,000 came in within that launch. This is the second time I've had an over six-figure chunk of money land into my bank account. Now I'm safe with it. Now I know what to do with it. And now I have the confidence to tell somebody no if they come knocking on my door telling me that I can they could change my business. So we go through the 90-day program. I'm starting to I'm starting to really roll again. And I I'd met with somebody who I really admired. And I knew that she could help me out with my business. Again, she's not running a business for practitioners, she's running a business for entrepreneurs. And all the things I had done, I had done outside of our healthcare space because I didn't want what I was seeing within our space. So I knew I couldn't hire somebody who was teaching us how to do it because they didn't have a business I wanted and nor were they teaching people how to run a business I wanted to run. So I'd go to other people. And I remember meeting with her. I, I love her. I still love her to death. And I was like, $75,000? For a program? I sat on it this time overnight, which I rarely do. And I shot her a Facebook message and I said, you know, it, this isn't the right time for me. Again, I'm, you know, six months pregnant at this point. And I said, but there will come a right time for me. And I know where to find you when I'm ready. My rule now is I'm never going to pay somebody else more money than I'm paying myself. So that was more money than I was paying myself because I've been investing everything back in and back in and back in and making risks that I needed to learn from, I guess. Okay, then another individual who I've known for a while at this point. Um, I, you know, I'm sitting in church one day and I just get the gut feeling like, okay, it's time. It's time to pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. I message her and I say, okay, I'm ready now. And she's like, it's about damn time you enter my world. She'd watched me for the last two years inside a mastermind in which we are both a part of. Watched me grow through the entire make money, lose it. And now I say, okay, I've recovered. I don't no longer in the hole. I've got money to use. I want more. And the reason why I want more is because one, I know I can do more with it. Two, I love going to the stores and not having to worry about what the price tag is. And three, the more money I make, the more money my team makes. And we have some pretty cool goals as a team to help people become more financially free. And if I can help them do that, man, that makes my day. As a, as a practitioner, as somebody who wants to help people, I can help people in so many ways. Now, I still have six figures in my bank account. Now I'm chasing seven. Well, it's almost the end of the year. Taxes are coming around the corner. My husband's very like, you don't want to pay any taxes. And then I look at 
what's happening in the world. And I think, you know, well, I'm glad to be an American. Does America have problems? Oh, yes, it does. But I'm glad I'm here. And I'll happily pay my taxes to stay here. Okay. Now, all the, the entire time I've had to really shift the way I've thought about money, the way I act with money. So that way, when I got on that live call in March of, la of this year, I was $156,000 in the hole, but nobody on that call would have known I needed the money. I came from a, as a perspective of it's already mine. This is going to work because I already know what I'm going to do after I'm out of the debt. So now when I enter any lot period, I send it out there. And I say, okay, this is the money that I, that I would love to make from this time period of my life because here's what I'm going to do about it. Lesson number five that I've had to learn was that at first it was really hard for me to spend money. It was like, wait, you want $500 for a landing page, $3,000 for this, like even the small numbers. Asking for money was near impossible. I mean, one of the very first people I presented my treatment plan to was it was a family member. I actually saw her for the first time last week, and then I wanted to ask her, like, hey, how uncomfortable were you when you were talking with me and just joking about it? Because that was so bad. I was in such a bad relationship with money that, I couldn't ask for it. I couldn't receive it. I couldn't talk about it. And those were, you know, small numbers to me back then. And now it's like, okay, I'm safe with it. And I'm safe out going after more. Because I love money. Money is my best friend. I've got money's back and money has my back. Number five, when it comes to spending money, I learned this. And it was like, oh, that's that's very helpful. The term Currency, you know, as, as we refer to money, it's a currency. Current is the root of currency. Money, energy, is a current. You got to keep it rolling. So as money comes in, energetically, it needs to know where it's going to keep that current rolling. I don't want to stop the current. I want to keep that current rolling. So now when I spend it, not only do I say every time I spend money, it makes money come back to me multiplied. So it's a current. And two, I love keeping that current running. Okay, lesson number six. But guys, this is totally like ad lib. I haven't prepared a single thing for this. I just had a story that I would felt like sharing in my heart. Okay, number six is, I believe you can have it all. I believe you can have the time freedom. I believe you can have the location freedom. And I believe you can have the financial freedom. I get really, really, really irritated when people tell me you have to make, you have to have money to make money because you don't. I was in the hole. All you need is Eventbrite and Zoom and a willing heart to get on a Zoom feed. Um, I get really irritated when people tell me that I have to work hard to make money because you don't. 
And once you realize that we've had all of this subconscious training about money and you can unwire it and reverse it, that I've had to do over the last two years, especially, now it's like it just comes and I attract it to where I'm in the middle of a 90-day program and I get a message from someone saying they want to join my 90-day program. Sweet. Here's a link. But that being said, I've also learned you have to have the business model to where you're not trading out time for money, to where that those dreams of yours can actually become reality. And every decision I make about business now is going to lead me closer to those results. I'm so excited we've started this journey together. In fact, during the month of January, we're doing a special launch giveaway, basically. Every week in January, there are going to be five individuals who win a $100 Amazon gift card. Then at the end of the month in January, there'll be one individual who wins the grand prize of a $500 Amazon gift card. How do you get inside this drawing? Well, here's the thing. We want this podcast to not only reach your ears, but many of our colleagues' ears as well. Because let's face it, we have an epidemic crisis going on in our field. We need to change it. So here's how you enter the drawing. All you have to do is go onto your favorite podcast listening platform, leave a review of this podcast, take a screenshot of that review, and send it over to my team's email. The email is drkyliteam at gmail.com. That's drkyliteam at gmail.com. And then subscribe to the podcast as well. And that's it. I would be honored if you would leave the review, subscribe to the podcast, and a special bonus, share it on your social media platforms. Let's get this information and these possibilities of creating a business that we love, a lifestyle that we love, and helping more people while we're at it. Let's think bigger, let's do bigger together. All you have to do is leave a review, subscribe, and send us the screenshot of that review to the email. We need your email in order for you to receive your gift card. So check your email. You might be the next winner.